2: Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives. As ever, I'm here with a man who wants no funeral, just to be left out by the bins. It's Sam Hammond, aka Atvon Cruz. How are you, Sam?
0: Very well, thank you. I've got my little shorts on. It seems to be summer again, so yeah,
2: it's, feeling happy. It's sunny outside, Once. and when you are left out by the bins, if you could wear your shorts, that'll make it easier for the vultures to circle.
0: Yeah, Definitely.
2: Yeah, appreciate you know, anyway. that. Um, Sam always comes with a nugget or two of funeral or death-based intel. I haven't prepped him for this, but I feel like he's always going to have something, Sam. What have you got for us?
0: Um, you're going to die really soon. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to come to your funeral. Now, uh, I can tell you something if you want. Yep. In Papua New Guinea, yep. women and children related to the dead person have to cut off their fingers to drive away the spirits. Which seems a bit out of touch with 2020. I mean... Women have had a tough time anyway. Yeah, it's
2: been tough. But uh,
0: Papua New Guinea, get your shit together. Get it together. cutting the fingers off. It's not their fault.
2: Not acceptable. But guys, we want to hear from you at home about any weird, funny Papua New Guinea-esque stories uh, to do with funerals or deaths or anything. Just email us, poditsyourfuneral at gmail.com. That's poditsyourfuneral at gmail.com. But as ever, we have a guest. And our guest today is comedian and host of the Psy Comedy Podcast. It's Nathan Cassidy. Nathan, how are you? I'm very good. Very, very good. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, thank you very much for coming. I thought to myself, who's dark? And we'll talk about <laughs> death and think about death most of the time and probably funerals. And I thought, Nathan Cassidy, for our audience uh, who may not have heard uh, Psycomedy, tell us a little bit about it.
3: Psycomedy is a podcast about the psychology of comedy. Yes, so... I'm a human being, so I have a podcast, but no, I'm a comedian and a psychology first class honours. Oh. So putting all those things together, we interview comedians and people from the comedy industry about their psychology.
2: And you did daily doses of that podcast during lockdown. Did that help your uh, you know, mental health? It absolutely did, yeah. in In the first couple of days, I was really struggling. I was like, what do I do now?
3: I've got no skills to do anything else. Yeah. And, yeah, just had the idea to do it daily. So it was good for my mental health, good for other comedians' mental health. So
2: it was good. It was good all around, really, yeah. Sam, what did you do on a daily basis in lockdown to help your mental health?
0: Wanked and cried. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did that as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's
3: no video of me doing that. Um, no, on Zoom. <laughs> no, we're sure to record the Zoom from the waist up. That's why all Zoom is recorded from the waist up, because everybody's masturbating.
2: Yeah, you'd yeah. like to think so. Um <laughs> I kind of think that every comedian who went on Sky Comedy probably just wanted to say that all they've been doing is crying and wanking, but had to come up with some kind of more pretentious answer for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a mixture. Some people were struggling. People like Nick Helm were saying, "I just love this. I want this to continue." Right. So we're probably I hate
0: yeah. those wankers. Some <laughs> yeah. people, oh, it's been great for me. So I've, I've absolutely loved this. Year. I'm one of those so,
2: wankers. I've absolutely loved it, but I've been I've been okay with it. I've been lucky. None of my none of my nobody's died for me. I'm lucky. So yeah. Yeah.
3: Talking about death.
2: Yes. Uh, (laughs) What is your funeral experience, Nathan Cassidy?
3: Well, I think I've been to a couple of funerals. Um, I know I've been to a couple of funerals. So I've got one experience of my grandma's funeral, who was in her 90s. So um, that was obviously a sad event very sad event. But then I went to a funeral of my friend who was in his early 30s and died in an accident. And I would say that was an absolutely horrific, um, it's just, um, you know, I'm just obviously pausing thinking about it, a horrific tragedy. And I think, I think that's quite a good comparison, actually, in terms of a lot of people regard all death as tragedy. And I would regard my grandma dying in her 90s as sad. And I can say that just as her grandson, I would say that's not a tragedy. She died of pretty natural causes, peacefully. Um, And my friend dying in his early 30s was absolutely the most horrific thing I can think of.
2: And would you say, as I would imagine, that the um, tone... I mean I think the tone of funerals is probably mostly always pretty bleak but mm. the bleakness of tone in between those two funerals was noticeably different
3: the bleakness of the reaction was noticeably different but actually no the the tone I guess wasn't noticeably different and I think it you know perhaps should be I wouldn't be an advocate you know, particularly of if someone dies in the 90s of just dancing around to Agadoo <laughs> um, and saying this isn't a problem, but I think there could be a comparison made between yeah, someone dying in tragic circumstances and someone dying of natural causes, where it it could be more of a celebration. I mean, I got up and did a, did a speech at my grandma's funeral, um, which was wasn't stand up or anything. It wasn't I wasn't trying out gags, but uh, I was being more positive and talking about her life and her you know, her generosity
2: and um, and everything else. Be honest, but, did you put anything in there that made the congregation laugh? Did I really, you do uh, any no, punchlines? I
3: really didn't. I really didn't. That's that's my biggest regret, I think. <laughs> um, but... Of, what, of, your, of the whole time knowing your grandma? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I didn't just joke about her. Um, however, um, it wasn't my decision for anything that happened at the funeral, apart from, you know, my own words. But... You know, I haven't really discussed this with my mum, but I guess she chose the song that was played at my grandma's funeral as the coffin disappeared into the curtains. And it was um, Andrea Bocelli mm. and Sarah Brightman, Time to Say Goodbye, I'm sure a very popular, uh, more more popular probably than Agadou um, at funerals. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just horrific. I'm like, why are you making me cry this much? It's a horrific song. Ma- I mean, it's a beautiful song, but it's a horrific song in terms of just making you cry, just thinking about it now. it's Every time I listen to it now, tears will just come
0: out beautiful. uncontrollably. Hmm? they've ruined it for you
3: <laughs> yeah 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 i used to masturbate to that song uh,
0: now,
2: it.
3: <laughs> now it's now i'm crying and masturbating five minutes in <laughs> so much masturbation it. it's almost like there
2: are three boys in a small room yeah. it's like being back at private school sam i'll tell you what that was like later um yeah but, so yeah. uh nathan this podcast really stems from the idea of whether people fantasize about their own funerals a funeral of course they won't be able to go to have you ever thought like that in your life is that something you've given much thought to
3: i do think about death all the time pretty much every day i don't think about my own funeral very often um i mean of course i will be there
0: is that because you're scared of dying
3: i'm not no i'm not scared of dying at all it's i think about it every day because it's i would say it's my main driver in life Mm. and sometimes i forget that i'm going to die and I am then reminded. It's only about a 24, 48-hour period where I forget that I'm going to die. Then I'm reminded I'm going to die. And I'm sad for a second <laughs> reminding myself. But then it actually makes me happier. If I'm down at all, I think, snap out of this. You're going to die very okay. soon, actually.
0: Um, so it spurs you on to
3: it does achieve absolutely. things. It does, absolutely. Yeah. Is this...
2: Is this the word's very soon is that in terms of uh, comparatively with the universe or is this an exclusive <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 24 hours um i think it's
3: very soon i think as soon as you're as i am in in my 40s i would say it's soon i would say it's soon yeah
0: wasn't you 40 though you know you're, you're the halfway mark if you're lucky aren't you so
3: if you're lucky yeah, yeah. so yeah, the average is what, seventy in the world, eighty in this country. The
0: Second half is gonna be a bit shitter than the first half, isn't it?
3: <laughs> and it's very quick, the yeah. second half. The first forty years is a lot slower than the second forty years. What
2: well, I will say is Nathan <laughs> Nathan has a couple of children. Mm. Um so I wonder does that has that um increased your sense of uh thinking about death and the realities of of your life and how long it may last for since you had kids.
3: I wouldn't say it's increased it, but um, it's thrown up a few issues that I didn't have as a child, because I don't remember asking my parents about death. But my children, particularly my eldest, mine are nine and 12. So my eldest, George, I remember him talking to me about death when he was... Four, five, which seemed very early, and he's but his teachers had been teaching him about death, which I think is a wonderful thing. Really, mm. I mean, it's it's a bit of a debate. Thinking, well, should I protect the kids? But um, so he mentioned it. Then um, he he mentioned it. We were we were watching uh, the Peter Kay video Amarillo, <laughs> which which I watched the other day, and he's. You know, you're A, surprised that a lot of the people are dead now in that video. <laughs> Ronnie Corbett. And, and B, you're surprised that it's virtually a kind of advert for Operation U Tree. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> Savile in <isn't> it. <laughs> well, this is it. Savile's in it. So right, yeah. I was watching it at four or five years old <laughs> with my son. <laughs> Um, and he saw Jimmy Savile. And I and I like, oh, God. Because he kept asking me, who are these people? Um,
2: don't, but you he say, saw... don't you say he saw through him. <laughs> he saw that man, he was like... Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he looks yeah. a bit Dutch. Yeah. Well, the opposite in a way, because he was only about
3: four. He saw Jimmy Savile and he said, ooh, it's Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, that is not your Grandma. But then he said... We've been we've been learning. That reminded him that he'd been learning in class that people die. And he asked me, does that mean grandma's going to die? And I said, well, yes. And then he said, does that mean you're going to die? And I looked into his eyes and I thought, I can't actually tell him at four years old that I'm going to die. So I actually said, no, I'm an exception. I'm going to live forever. I'm like Peter Pan and my hair doesn't get grey. And then I remember, ruined his
0: life. <laughs>
3: yeah. And then I remember him checking for grey hairs. But subsequently... Uh, This only happened last week, randomly. He said, he was asking me questions. He was saying, why do you die? And how do you die? So it's... um, So he's
2: he's forgotten, though, about the moment where you told him you weren't going to die now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yes. I think like other lies I told him as a a child.
2: I don't want that to have gone the same way as it did with um, me and my my brother, actually. So my mum, for Christmas, she bought a really um, expensive santa claus suit and latex mask so that each year a man i I would say my dad but he wasn't around but like my stepdad or some friends of my stepdad would play santa and come into our rooms on christmas eve and in hindsight most of them were very drunk but um my brother went to school and the question of uh santa claus came up and he took with him a polaroid photo
1: of santa
2: (laughs) And then he came back home and he said to my mum, all the kids at school say that Father Christmas doesn't exist. But I know he does because I know you wouldn't lie to me, mummy.
0: What a little idiot.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so she told him. And then he had to keep it from me for way too long a time because I, was, I wasn't clever enough to work that out. But lying, or just goes to show, lying to your kids, is a de- you know, it's, it's a decision you have to make. They
0: don't forget.
3: No, absolutely. I mean, to anyone listening who's under nine, of course, Father Christmas does exist.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure our audience will, mm. will exist, let alone stretch to <laughs> under nine. Um, I should bring it back round to the idea of your funeral. You've not given it a lot of thought before in your life, but for the mm. benefit of this, yeah. it's your funeral podcast. Uh, have you got any? I, I mean, first and foremost, um, we've been asking people, and I quite like this question. Do you have an idea of um, what age you'll be when you die and how it might happen?
3: Yes. Um, I mean, I say very soon it's, yeah, I mean, I, I I've dementia in my family. This is a comedy podcast, right? I've, (laughs) (laughs) I've got dementia in my family. So if I had to guess, I would say, um, yes, dead at, (laughs) dead at 80, but, um, Yes, not very, not very healthy at seventy-five. Okay, through through dementia, and when I start talking about it, it's a tragedy. Forget what I said earlier in the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Death in your seventies—that sounds horrific. And uh, but no, I would, uh, yes, I would estimate that if Good. I if okay. I was forced to.
2: And do you envisage you leaving behind a idea of what you want to happen for your funeral? So, for instance, the venue. What kind of place would you like to have your funeral? How do you want it to be? Do you want to be buried or cremated, that kind of stuff? Or is that kind of stuff things you'd leave to your family?
3: No, I would absolutely want to talk to them about it. And that's I think, depending what you ask me in this podcast, I could almost just play this podcast in, couldn't I? Yeah, that's the <laughs> a, <dream>. week, <laughs> a week before I die. But uh, no, I think it's if it's left to the family, and particularly if it's left to the the very good people in the church services to decide then they can get it spectacularly wrong and almost they can get the names wrong as well so yes i wouldn't be i wouldn't want to be too prescriptive they can do what they like but i'd certainly want to talk to my family about what it means for me to die and make them less sad okay I think that would be my focus more than, well, you have to play agadoo, But the more I say agadoo, <laughs> not that any of your listeners will remember agadoo, no. but... Um, I mean, I, I do <laughs> remember agadoo, Do, do. Well, yeah. push pineapple then, shake a tree. <laughs> exactly. Um But all the, equ- the modern equivalent, which would be, I don't know. I can't think of any modern equivalent because my brain is set in 1992. Wow. Yeah. Um, Crazy frog we talked about already once on this podcast. <laughs> well, exactly. So I wouldn't... um Yes, I wouldn't be too prescriptive, but I just talk about the general themes that I've talked about already, which is don't be too sad. I'm in my 70s. And um, yeah, don't play Andrea Bocelli.
2: So let's imagine that for just for the um, reasons of this podcast, we need you to be prescriptive. Mm. Um, do you have any feelings at all on... Uh, so you you brought up church services, for instance. Are, mm. you, are you from a religious background? Do you envisage it being in a church?
3: No, I'm not from a religious background, but uh, they tend to be in religious places, don't they? Um so no, I don't I don't have any thoughts about that. I mean, if if I were to be prescriptive, I would I would create more of a kind of party celebration, but even even saying that is to say, oh Oh, celebrate me! <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah, but you're a stand-up comedian. That's what your, you know, it's <laughs> yeah,
3: your life. Make it all about me. But yeah, I mean, maybe I'd go the other way and just insist on. Elton John singing. You could, you could share funeral. your funeral
0: with someone else who's just died so that it's, you know, all the pressure isn't on you. <laughs> yeah. You
3: could have like yeah, an, mixed an, open, an opener and a headliner. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hoped I'd be, i would hope I'd be the, the headliner at my own funeral.
2: Who's, but, the, uh, who's the open spot at your funeral, <laughs> the 10-minute shorter <laughs> funeral that doesn't get much money spent on it?
3: Yeah, I think they should maybe run funerals like that because the worst thing at a funeral is uh, having an empty church or whatever. Get three in there. There's
0: some people who, are, you know, sadly die and then nobody really cares. So you could give them a nice little send-off. By-
1: a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: same way you can open up for me you know <laughs> you know there'll be people there it'll look like you're popular
3: yeah well, of course people die and they're they're bastards yeah. and that's not often talked about you know criminals die and they're talked about as bastards, but there's lots of bastards. We um,
2: mean illegitimate children. Or <laughs> well, I was going to say cunts, us. but, uh, but I don't. don't you can know. say cunts. Yeah, Our I can cunts say cunts. Well, right. we cunt, cunt sums it, it up
3: because there are a lot of cunts in the world, mm. and uh, every time somebody dies, it's like, uh, particularly on the news or anyone, it's uh, this this person was a uh, what what a human being this was. It's very rare, and it's never happened that somebody dies and people universally say this guy was a cunt or this girl was a cunt. But it must happen. And I'd like to go to their funeral and uh, do a speech at their funeral,
0: you know. They yeah. did that with Savile, didn't they? They had like a big sort of parade through Leeds and a big, like, you know, huge um, like, gravestone and everything that was really ornate. And then they, they, they had to rip it down about a year later when everyone came out and said that he'd fingered them. <laughs> are you sure
3: you're not thinking of my grandma? The, the, two, the two are <laughs> conflated. They're
2: eternally linked. Um, yeah. And then, of course, obviously, bin Laden buried at sea. Or was he? Oh well, you know, it's on who, Epstein's who I, island. Who am I to uh, go against what Barack Obama told me?
3: Yeah. Well, I think I think it, maybe it was Glenn Wool that told me a story about that. That, uh, but I may be misquoting him. That he knew someone that was on that plane, and they definitely did. They supposedly def- desecrate photos. His body.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh, what on the what on the helicopter back? Yeah. from the yes, the thing. yes.
3: I mean, as you'd expect, really.
2: Yeah, but then. That, what as in what did they do to the body
3: well i don't know if you want me to go into detail but ask glenn will
2: but are we talking about like urinating on it for laughs or are we talking about hacking at it in anger for 9-11 did, did
0: anybody know? fuck him <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not here to say what <laughs> happened on that helicopter <laughs> that <can't be> libelous. <laughs> yeah um yeah. oh well interesting i mean it i may or may not have happened i uh, i feel like for me the idea of being buried at sea that could be quite nice way nice legacy Yeah, he just chucked him in the sea. (laughs) I don't know
0: why it doesn't happen more because we're we're running out of space anywhere here, and you could just be, you know, eaten by an octopus or something. Do
3: we definitely sink, or do we get washed up? Eventually,
0: you should not seen Sopranos. Just tie some (laughs) rocks around him. Okay, okay, or a lot of semen. Yeah,
3: (laughs) not not saying that's what happened on the (laughs) helicopter, but it did apparently. Oh,
2: um, as, uh, somebody working in the, uh, performing arts and, uh, presumably keen to be, you know, if, if it all blew up for you and you became the famous Nathan Cassidy, mm. there's the possibility that when you die, your funeral would, could be a public, a public <laughs> celebration. Could you envisage yourself having a kind of Jade Goody-esque, uh, funeral with big screens erected outside? Oh God, did Jade Goody have that? She did, yeah. Oh dear.
0: You remind me of Jade Goody, actually.
2: <laughs> Thank you. That's the best compliment I've ever had.
3: Um, <laughs> um, yes. In what way? <laughs> yeah. I'm just being a cunt. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, there are many things I could say there, but I won't, because she was the queen of Our hearts, wasn't she? Very,
2: very good documentary about Jade Goody on Channel 4, three-parter. It's genuinely mm. brilliant documentary. Well, there's a
3: tragedy, you know, obviously. You know, dying young, cancer and tragic how the later part of her life <laughs> turned out, you know, most of which wasn't her fault, but because um, uh, of the awful press. But, you know, that's a tragedy. Um, so the question was, yeah, big screens, absolutely. Well, it depends who you could book. I think <laughs> if you could only book very low-grade comedians, then I wouldn't get the big screens. But if we could get Elton John to sing at his... Um Well, his third funeral, isn't it? He sang at um <laughs> he sang at Dodie Fayed's funeral, then he, then he sang at Henry Paul's, and now, and, and now try and get him to sing at mine.
0: Did I, you see him live though recently? Well, in his garden during lockdown. I did. I yeah, did. That was his I don't own funeral. If you funeral. want him to ruin your funeral,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't pronounce anything anymore. He is definitely getting. He's got Benjamin Button syndrome though, because if you look at him from pictures from 1984 and you look at him for <laughs> pictures now, he's significantly younger.
0: Yeah, that's some money for you. Yes. Well,
3: who's to say what he's taking? You know, that's the other interesting thing about death. I think that there's. I mean, for example, I don't know, Dolly the sheep. That was that was back in 1996. It's gone very quiet on the cloning front, and I'm sure <laughs> mm-hmm. some people like Aunt John are doing more things than we know to keep themselves alive. I'm being serious, because I mean, primates were were, were cloned. Back in 2018, there was a prize you know, monkeys were cloned. Yeah. So I can't believe that there is isn't a lot of things going on with people with infinite money. What's the one thing that people want? It's to live forever, it's to live longer. I'm sure there are things we don't know about. There's a guy um, sorry.
0: There's a guy, I think he works at like MIT or something, and he developed stem cell research like as a child. I think he started started first seeing these this uh, sort of something to do with breeding chickens or something anyway he he's about 70 and he looks about 45 and he looks amazing <laughs> and he's definitely sorting himself out somehow like
2: yes yeah. nathan all i thought when you started talking about that was that you i thought you might have thought you were on trigonometry with francis foster <laughs> for a minute and that you just come onto the wrong podcast am i not what's <laughs> this um yeah i guess that's true i know dolly the sheep died Yes,
3: but he or she died at six years old, and the average age of a sheep is 10, so it's not bad. Not a bad innings. No, decent. If I can get resurrected and live till 50, you, you'd take that option, wouldn't you?
2: Yes, you would. Um, I think we have to move on to the potentially even more important subject than the funeral, and that is the wake. Mm. Um, Nathan, you are in charge of writing this document for your family as to what you want your wake to be like. Is it a comedy (laughs) gig? Is it a party? What is the spread like? Is it a free bar? These are the vital questions we want to hear the answers to.
3: (laughs) I certainly wouldn't want it to be a comedy gig. I don't want anyone to get paid after (laughs) I die. And I don't want anyone to make jokes about it. I don't want anyone to make it about them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh... It's Nathan's funeral. Let's get up and show off and put it. It's your thing. It's like you did at your grandma's. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but I didn't put it on Instagram. (laughs) That sounds like regret in your voice. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It was such a good speech. Um, No wonder people were crying. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I I don't want anyone to do anything too dramatic and put it on Instagram like they do with weddings. There's nothing worse, and my own grandma's death included, and the death of my friend, than someone putting their own funerals and (laughs) weddings on Instagram.
2: Um, So I'm not sure really. Uh, Perhaps at the wake. I mean, have you been to any wakes where you've been like, Oh, this is a, this is, a top, <laughs> this is something that I could see myself doing.
3: I haven't been to any funerals or any wakes or anything related to death that I think that's the way I would do it because it all seems so somber and all seems just, oh, you know, a couple of average sandwiches, you know? Yes, it should be a party. Yes, it should be a, a celebration, but, um, yeah, as I say, not so much that people are making it about them. I don't know. Maybe a maybe a debate should happen at Wakes as to whether the dead person was actually a good person and should go to heaven or hell. Maybe <laughs> something like that. Maybe we should really talk. Now he's gone. That should be on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. now she's gone. Um, let's really talk about whether we actually liked this person, and they can choose heaven or hell. I mean, it's a—it sounds like a TV show. Yeah, it's a Room One Hundred and One. It's a Room One Hundred and One, perhaps presented by Angerstein.
2: Yeah, you'd like—you'd like to think so. Oh, I've just—yeah, he's available. Um, <laughs> he's up for it. Um, you mentioned the um, the little sandwiches. This mm. is something that comes up a lot with us. We 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 think that of all the wakes we've been to, the spreads that they put on are just always. Like Morrison's esque, yeah, they're rubbish.
0: Mini sausage rolls,
2: shit, isn't I've, it? I've never been it to is. one where they've even laid on one of those nice prep buffet sandwich selections. <laughs> what is the deal? Is it just people not wanting to spend the uh, the <laughs> estate? It's, I think, possibly it's people grieving about the death <laughs> of their loved one, well, so they're and, not hungry,
3: yeah, and not worried about whether you like the sandwiches. <laughs> um, but they should well, worry. Fuck them, yeah, yeah. they should worry because it's absolutely appalling. Things just still in the Tupperware. Make an effort. Get a pret. Get a pret spread. The pret spreads are lovely, right. and other spreads are not available. It's just the pret spread, and maybe the Marks and Spencer pret spread. No effort at all, and delicious. Is that what
0: you want then? And also,
3: I don't like butter in my sandwich, and but they, we nev- do. they never, they li- never, they never lay on a no butter option. <laughs> wankers. Everyone that's ever had a funeral that I've been to, wankers.
2: So you want to go so you want a pret or an MS? I'd be willing to push out to Leon for mine, I think. I'd be willing to go the extra mile. What you go out to Leon? No, I'd be willing to um, pay for a Leon spread, including some vegan options for those of you like Sam. All right, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: Leon spread, that's how one of my friends died, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Nathan, this is a very important question because we've decided that the answer to this question is going to be in the title of the episode. What do you want written on your gravestone? Oh,
3: goodness. Um, Well, the most famous comedian's epitaph was, of course... Spike Milligan. Spike Milligan. I told you I was ill. But I think I'm right in saying, because I have Irish heritage, he wrote that in Irish on his Ah. gravestone. So I would write something in Irish, which most people coming to visit my grave would not understand, so they'd have to get their phones out and Google Translate it. So maybe I would... I don't know Irish, so...
2: So we're, we're going to have to Google Translate this to put it on your, on <laughs> yeah, your title. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Mate.
3: So, but no, but the English translation of it perhaps would be, um, I don't know, something that would surprise people as soon as they translated it, thinking it would be something nice, and it would actually be something like um, Nathan Cassidy lies here along with an unexploded bomb.
2: Oh yeah, nice. That's good, really nice. <laughs> which,
3: which, given it's in Irish, would
0: would bring back the uh, the troubles, if nothing else. <laughs> that happened recently. Like someone, somebody died, I think, in London, and they wanted they were an Irish person and they wanted something in Irish on their gravestone, and the church refused to do it in Irish because they said. No one will understand it, and they think it might—it might be something like to reignite the troubles. And just yeah, like, what do you want about you, mental bastard? Just let us have it. And they wouldn't let
2: them do it. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you, Nathan, if nothing else, for being the first person on our podcast to bring up the troubles. Yeah. Um, you know, everything I mentioned is
3: 1980. I think my mind is—I think I—I think I've come around from some kind of coma.
2: I think it's more like you know exactly my sense of humor, so you're just bringing up the buzzwords. Um, we're going to do a quick fire bit first thing that comes into your head okay mm. uh, before our final question um what is the dress code for nathan cassidy's funeral no dress code that's pretentious how dare you ask people how to dress at okay. a funeral so no dress code is in no dress like you can wear what you, you, can wear what or you like or you're nude okay, <laughs> you, you can, wear, can wear what you like <laughs> and or nude okay excellent uh who's carrying your coffin and why have you chosen them <laughs> um god um, maybe
3: the person that slipped while carrying Diana's coffin, <laughs> so he could make up for his huge mistake.
2: I read an in I, I, I saw an entire five minute part of one of those documentaries with those guys telling yeah. us how heavy, horrendous, uh, how heavy that was, Slippy and, how, and how hot it was. Yeah, New yeah. shoes. Um, yeah. What song is playing at your funeral as the coffin goes towards the curtains? Not And
3: <laughs> Not Time to Say Goodbye. Um, It would be my friend Hannah, so it would be a friend singing, Mm -hmm. um, so we get the rights, and it would be singing Immortality by Celine Dion and the Bee Gees, but she would change (laughs) the word immortality to credibility, (laughs) which sums up my career because I'm a very, very popular stand-up comedian and I've never appeared on television and I'm,
2: I'm the only one as yet if <laughs> cremated where do you want your ashes spread um on the buffet <laughs> <laughs> and our final question and possibly the most important question of all nathan Cassidy, how do you want to be remembered um
3: hmm. um yes that is a that is a difficult one indecisive to... <laughs> yeah well i you know i problem with being a comedian is you instantly come up with a joke answer, but I want to, yeah, I want to try and come up with a, a serious answer if this is the last, if this is the last question. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for someone that's, um, I think, I think tr- try and make your mark on the world is a good way to be remembered that he or she made his mark on the world in a positive way. So... And that's not necessarily career. Um, And uh, in most cases, it's not career or what you've achieved. It's just that you've been, you know, a good and positive person, mainly to your children, if you have children, and if you haven't got children, just to each other. And that is not a funny answer at all. But um, I think somebody... Uh, the closest I've got to people talking about me is at my wedding and when people get up and say you're a good person and a generous person and actually you put something on Facebook and it means such a lot that if somebody's a good, generous, nice person, that's all you can leave behind really in this horrible world where, as I say, there are lots of cunts.
2: That's a very good point. Beautiful. Um I I did put something nice about you on Facebook cuz you're nice but I also thought maybe I'd get something back from people but I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> yeah yeah.
3: Still, still <laughs> I didn't that. even agree.
2: <laughs> I didn't <think laughs> I, I think I got a like but I felt the kind of sarcasm from it. Um, yeah, yeah. Nathan thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell the audience where they can find side comedy and also where they could see any of, any more of your creative endeavors. Well, you can get
3: everything through
2: NathanCasty.com.
3: So, and uh, it's all there. I mean, Psychomedy is psychomedy.co.uk, but go to NathanCassidy.com and you'll get
2: everything there. Guys, please do go there. Nathan is an excellent comedian, and back when uh, comedians are allowed to do their work again, find a way to see him. He's a very, very funny man. Uh, guys, please do subscribe to It's Your Funeral. Drop us a comment and a rating in Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening to us. And do send us any of your funny funeral stories. Email address, once again, is poditsyourfuneral at gmail.com. Also, please do follow Sam at vomcruise on Instagram and have a listen to my other podcast, Almost Famous. And uh, we'll be back very soon with another edition of It's Your Funeral Thank you once again for listening. Goodbye.
0: Bye.